Peace, what's up, y'all? This is Comedy right now. You're checking out my girl, Indy. Y'all stay in tune, all right? Every once in a while, we gotta stop. We gotta stop and take stock. Basically, revisiting your relationship, I would say every three to six months. The whole paying half thing, I just... It's like, okay, you have 400 and I have 400. We're gonna put up... It's kind of cheesy. It's like... If I have the six and you have the two mm-hmm. and things need to be done, I'm just going to give the six. This is the thing. And this is the bottom line. We don't belong to anyone. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're spirits. Mm-hmm. We don't belong. We're free. We don't belong to anyone. Our flesh puts us in a position where we have to make choices. Mm-hmm. And we need to be responsible for our choices. Point blank, period. Yo, yo, what up? Boy DJ Rampage, Global Rampage Sound, all of that. Right now, we rocking out with my homegirl, my princess, my queen, Indy. Holla. So, a lot of times, we have these pint people that want to get with these gallon people, <laughs> and it just don't work. Well, <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Am I the pint or the gallon? I You're the gallon. Know. Okay, okay. <laughs> From lifestyle to entertainment and important worldviews, this is Independent Lens. I am your host, Indy Smith, and your voice matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Independent Lens. I am your host, Indy Smith, and like I always say, your voice matters. So guess what? I have another wonderful guest today. Her name is Dr. Pamela Gurley. And she has just written a book called I Am Not a Stereotype. So we're going to get into those things and see exactly what she's talking about. Also, she has an amazing philosophy. It is called The Pedestal Mindset. So we're going to get into that also because I know you ladies and fellas too like to be put up on a pedestal. Or if it's the very least, you like the way it feels every once in a while. So tune in, enjoy another episode of Independent Lens, and I'll be back. At Metropolitan College of New York, education demonstrates the power of purpose to transform the lives of individual students and their communities. Purpose-centered education is their powerful model, which immerses students in the practice of developing implementing and analyzing their lives. For more information on enrollment and available courses, please visit mcny.edu or call 212-343-1234. Again, you can call 212-343-1234. Ladies, are you tired of bundles that don't last? Well, at Total Glory Beauty, their 100% human virgin hair is made to flow, bounce, and blend to perfection. Products include bundles, closures, frontals, 360 wigs, and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs. Total Glory Beauty stands by their quality seal of approval. For fabulous hair, visit TotalGloryBeauty.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Total Glory Beauty, the leader in beauty. Good morning, Dr. Pam. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tired, but I'm good. Okay. Well, sometimes tired can be good if we're doing the right things, right? Yeah, I guess. No. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, no. Look, I, had to, I had to think about that before I answered that just to make sure. Right. <laughs> 
Well, I'm so grateful for you to, you know, take the time to talk to me on my podcast. I know we spoke um, weeks ago with you were with Lenny Green and I on The Quiet Storm. Uh-huh. And that was interesting. That was a great conversation. And you pretty much got me to put down my walls with compromise. That's like <laughs> the devil word for me. I'm not fully there yet. I think I need to see it and start living it, you know, but that was a great conversation and and just your philosophies and your story and this new book. So I just wanted more time to talk to you without having, you know, music in the way. How about that? Okay, (laughs) that sounds good. (laughs) Sounds great, sounds great. You know what, I was really shocked to hear your thoughts on compromise. Why? You know, because I never put it in that context that you put it in. I guess I've always been very global in how I think about things. And I have a different level of self-awareness. So when I think of the term compromise, I think of, you know, the the word compromise with my level of self-awareness and self-love. Okay. Those are are always first before I think to compromise. Oh, okay. And I think I'm thinking about it from a linguistic point of view. Like we use words and we use um, statements that are kind of counterproductive, like benefit of doubt. Well, if I doubt you, why are you getting bit? You know, and so I just think, well, sometimes you have to be careful the language you use because you start living it and it, it plays a part in your mindset. So when I hear compromise... I immediately think, okay, the mission is compromised. You're in danger, danger, danger. And it's not, it's not a sacrifice. It's not an allowance. You know, it's not, um, it's not being thoughtful or considerate or sharing or selfless. It's what it is, is compromise. So why am I putting that with my relationship? Like, why am I even entertaining it so that's that's what it is i think it's the actual word that bothers me and then people create the action to fit the word and then it's not good (laughs) you didn't want to do it in the first place yeah well yeah i mean i I get it in that sense but here again i think that because we have to learn how to step outside ourselves when you look at the term compromise we almost have to and i think you sometimes you have to compromise in order to grow right so a lot of times when we have to compromise it's like we don't want to let go of certain things that we have right but sometimes when you step outside of that comfort zone you either realize you love something hate something but it's still an experience and you're going to grow from that experience and that's where you got me that's where i'm like (laughs) you just i was like oh she just got me in my gut like for and it's true it's not about being comfortable all the time it's Correct. not. It, it is about learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable and growing from that. You are absolutely right. And also being also being fair. I think also being fair is the other part of the of compromise, because sometimes we can't just always have people do what we want to do. We have to give light to someone else. And every now and again, you have to. And that's that's not only is that moment of growth, that's that moment of maturity. When you can step outside yourself and say, you know what, I don't really like to do this or I don't care to do this. But because someone that I'm with, especially in a relationship, because I love this person and they do everything that I want to do, I'm now going to compromise, you know, my dislike 
to, to you know to enjoy this with my partner okay cool Aww. So that's compromising in a relationship because, I mean, you have people who are not sports fans, but they are with people who are sports fans. And even though they don't have, you know, every now and again, you should just say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to a game just because. Right. right. Just to show my support and so that we can have this bonding moment so that this person don't just do everything that I want to do. Because otherwise, then you're just both living two different lives. And that's not why you're in a relationship. Now, see, I've been in that situation and I think it is the definition of the word for me because I don't consider that compromising. I always thought I was just, I don't know, being not being self-centered or just being available or, you know, but that's interesting. So hopefully you can redefine a little bit <laughs> of your term. I'm working on it. I, am I know, working. but you know, the compromise, when you really love yourself, you know, you're not going to compromise your value. Right. I think that's the one part. You're not hurting anyone because you choose to go to a game. You're not hurting someone or you're not hurting yourself because you're choosing to do something that someone else likes. Right. When, it, when you have to compromise your morals, your values, that's where you have a problem. Right. What do you say to those who are doing that don't realize they're doing that because they might not share the interests of the language that we do? What does that look like to someone, like a woman or a man that's in a relationship and they're constantly the giver and the other party's constantly the taker? What do you say to them? So here again, I go back to my level of self-awareness. Okay. Now, remember when I was telling you about you know, the pedestal philosophy and you sitting on your own pedestal. And so you live not for the expectations of others, but the expectation for yourself. Yes. So if you are a constant giver, you have to figure out why you're being a constant giver because a lot of times it's internal mm. a lot of times it's internal we need to find those broken pieces in us that needs mending so that we stop being the giver the giver the giver because sometimes in relationships we give and give and give to appease because you're like that's the only way that i can get attention is if i'm giving and that's not healthy right and that's not self-awareness. That's not self-love. That's not providing yourself self-care. Okay. And it can make the person feel set up in the end because if you make them feel bad that they're the taker and you really don't want to give any longer, it kind of throws you off. It's like you've set me up. Yes, but you have to blame yourself. You enable people to treat you the way that you want to be treated. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. A lot of times givers are enablers hmm. because they don't want to say no because they need that level of gratification. Wow. So the giving is part of their drug, no matter who they're giving to. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So when you're working with someone who is in a family structure that is enabling like say that you work at someone that is an enabler and their um, family member is an alcoholic who needs to be responsible first for the behavior do you separate the two or do they work together to see the dynamic how do you work with that so the first thing is people who don't want help won't, won't get won't ask for it or won't change I think that's the first thing that people have to acknowledge. If you're an enabler, you have to understand that when you stop doing something to stop enabling certain behaviors, you're going to have to understand that there's going to be consequences. 
the main thing is that you're going to have to make that decision is can I deal with these consequences? Mm. And you also have to protect yourself first because people, I always say people go to therapy because they choose to. If they're mandated to, they're not going to get the help that they need. Because yeah. that they're forced to be somewhere they don't want to be. It's counterproductive. Right. So, so I look at it in the same sense as people who are enablers, who decide to no longer enable behaviors. If you notice in a lot of relationships, that's when relationships come to a halt and come to an end. Mm. Because that person is no longer pacifying that toxic behavior. Because the more that you pacify it, the more you become it. And that's wow. not healthy. No, it's and so not. when you when yeah, so when you are enabling someone and buying their alcohol and making sure that they have access to it, you know, to keep them happy, here again, you have to go back and, and do that self evaluation to say, Why am I in this? Mm. Why am I tolerating this? Why do I enable it and what's preventing me from making this change? What am I fearful of? Am I fearful of being alone? Am I fearful of what people will say? Who or whose life are you really living? Are you living your life or are you living someone else's life? Right. Wow. Okay. So when we get back, I want to go into the pedestal mindset and how you started it, how you came up with the theory. Um, just some examples of how we can start to incorporate that in our day-to-day life so Uh stay tuned y'all this is independent lens i am indy smith and dr pam is going in on me she's gonna get me (laughs) to change my mindset she really is ladies are you tired of bundles that don't last well at total glory beauty their 100 human virgin hair is made to flow bounce and blend to perfection products include bundles closures frontals 360 wigs and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs total glory beauty stands by their quality seal of approval for fabulous hair visit totalglorybeauty.com and follow them on instagram and facebook at total glory beauty the leader in beauty and we're back this is independent lens we're with dr pam Gurley. yeah sit look i give her her props she is a beautiful black woman and she's in the ranks with the top. So she is doctor. But she's also she's you're a sweet person. You are such a down to earth person. I can't wait to meet you because you actually live near where I was born. I was born in Baltimore. Oh, OK. Yeah, I was born and raised in Baltimore, but I was there when I was a baby. I was really young. Um, and then we moved all over and we ended up here in New York and Harlem. Yeah, you're down in that area where my family is, so I gotta come visit. Oh yeah, definitely. I went. You know, you're in New York, so uh, the storm's been a killer. Yes, it has. Yeah, it, it really has. We had a um, blackout yesterday morning. Um, That's crazy. And it was for about, I guess, forty five minutes. And it took my, um, I wouldn't say anxiety, but it took my concerns to another level in terms of what the future holds. So mm-hmm. now, girl, I'm thinking to myself, oh, Lord, I'm going to need to get a generator. <laughs> like, how do, how do you have like a generator in an apartment? Like, who has that life? But we do now. So I'm getting ready. Yeah. yeah. So before we took the break, I wanted to know more about the pedestal mindset. I think it is an amazing theory and it's a attention grabber because when you think about someone being on a pedestal, 
you know, it doesn't sound very humble, but the way you broke it down makes perfect sense. And it's almost like it's just self-respect, self-love and self-appreciation. So can you please explain that? And actually the history behind it, how you came up with it. Okay, so I will start off first with what it is. Uh, it's my own personal philosophy, which I'm hoping to put out there in the sociology and psychological realm, uh, because one, as a behavioral health person, not now, but back in the day, <laughs> um, and I've always had ties to that, I'm very uh, cognizant of behavior including my own and so when I developed the pedestal philosophy it was during my time of healing coming out of you know my third marriage third toxic marriage and realizing that I had no idea who I was so I had walked into life at a very young age losing pieces of who I am because society broke me and I talk about that in my book mm. you know trying to identify with being you know looking different having different hair from my black friends and I know I wasn't white you know but you've almost get tired of hearing that what are you mixed with what are you mixed with right or you're not black enough and so by the time I entered adulthood I still had all of that on my mind all and so I was still not healthy so I excelled when it came to my professional life I excelled when it came to my academic life but when it came to my personal life I had a hard time you know just not necessarily keeping friends because I never cared to have friends but even relationships mm. I had a hard time with intimate relationships because I always felt like you know what to, I was a people pleaser it's like whatever you want I'm gonna do and so society set these roles up in my head about, you know, what a black woman should be and you have to like certain things. And so that was my mindset. Now, of course, you look to have all this admiration and validation from the opposite sex right. that that becomes your life. And we're socialized by what we see on television and we're socialized by what we see, you know, on social media. Now, I didn't grow up in an age of social media, but it's very present in social on social media, on movies, on TV shows, all of that. You know, it, it affects how you define right. who you are. Absolutely. And so when I developed the pedestal philosophy, again, I said it was, it was my healing time. And I had to realize that I, I need to find who I am. I have to find what I love about me. I need to break those societal stereotypes and break that mold that society made me right. and remake myself. And I, I took a year, a little over a year and a half of reflection time and did a lot of introspective learning about myself. I started dating myself and figuring out who Pam was. Hmm. And that's where the pedestal philosophy really came from. I just thought about, I'm now sitting on my pedestal because I'm validating me. And I don't, I know everything that I, I went through to get to where I'm at. And of course, I think a little bit differently. Something just said, you know what, it's time I sat on my own pedestal. And here came the pedestal philosophy. So I started blogging initially. I had a pedestal philosophy blog. Okay. And I just started blogging about my life and my experience and what it meant for me to sit up on my own pedestal. And I started defining it. And this has been four years. Mm. Four and a half, actually, actually, take this back. The pedestal philosophy is about four and a half, five years old. But I did my self-reflection eight years ago when I came out of my divorce. Wow. And I took that time. So when I started blogging, I started 
being honest about who I was about six years ago. Because after you learn yourself, it's like, I, w- I don't want to share this, what I learned about me. Now, I was going out and I was enjoying my life, but I still was very, very private. Mm. I was doing a lot of philanthropy and all these things that I love, and I'm helping people. And I had a friend that told me, girl, you need to stop sitting in the dark doing all of this stuff. Your story is such an impactful story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, really? No, I can't let some people in. But then I also realized, I think a part of me was embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to put out that, damn, I was that toxic. (laughs) You know, that I enabled all of these things. But then after a while, it was like transparency. It became freedom for me just to stop living behind the shadows of my own self-doubt. Right. And realizing you do, I mean, you realize that, that all those things that, um, the society and growing up and friends and, and relationships, you know, they played a part in that. So it wasn't just you. It was you surviving in other people's toxic behavior as well. So, you know, and I'm listening to you and it's funny. I, I'm talking to my mom and, you know, I'm helping her work on a platform for seniors because senior I think seniors voices matter. I really do. We oh, don't yeah. we don't hear our seniors enough in this society. You know, you get a certain age they want to put you away and I'm like, "No." And my mother and her friends, they're having these conversations and I'm like, "Oh my god." Like, you know, there's a whole generation or two generations behind you that are going to need to hear this stuff to survive what's to come. And I'm hearing you now and I think the pedestal mindset needs to go into school programs. I think oh, it, yes. it needs to start young. It needs to be an actual curriculum. I can see it. Yes. So I don't know if that, you know. <laughs> no, I'm actually writing. So I'm writing the pedestal philosophy book by itself by request from a lot of people who read my book. And they were saying that this is starting to uh, have conversations. There's a guidance counselor who, you know, is a friend of mine who really supported me. And she's the one that made me think about, you know, not only just writing a book, but writing a booklet to go with it. Right. Because she said that she wants to develop curriculum around it, but get my see? input because I own the philosophy. Yes. And I said, well, I, so what I did was I now have all the research done because you know how long it takes to get all the research. I have all the research done on philosophies and theories that will fit my pedestal philosophy because it really does deserve a place in academia and in okay. terms of social behavior. Yes. Okay. And I feel like what I'm waiting for is I want someone to come and say I disagree because that's when I know I've made it. I want you not to agree with me, but but um, I I am talking to people. I'm getting insight with people, and I'm hoping to you know do like a survey to get input. But the fact remains is that we are a social society. Yes, and we go by norms and we judge immediately and box people in, even if it's good judgment. If you can say, "Oh, she's such a good person," and you don't really know them, and then they turn out to be toxic, right? It's because you immediately judge inaccurately so we need to change some of the stigma behind some of these words that automatically have either good tones or negative tones mm-hmm. because I hear a lot of people say oh if you're unapologetic you don't care it's not that I don't care I'm just unapologetic because I live my life right and, and I live my life for me I have no expectations outside of me because that's just who I am if you expect a person to be this way you've already set yourself up for failure and I tell people all the time 
if you expect this of me and you don't let me know what your expectations are, I am not a mind reader. Right, right. And so I think of the concept of the pedestal philosophy the same way. And I was sharing with you and Lenny on the show that when you have two people who are sitting on their own pedestals, you see one another as individuals. You don't see one another as, oh, you're just this person that I love. You identify with yourself because you're whole. There's a lot of relationships that got two toxic people in it, and and that's why there's a lot of clashing. Right. That's where there's a lot of insecurity. That's why there's a whole lot of of hurt and pain and, and constant bumping because each one of you have all these expectations because you both have each other on one another's pedestals when you should be sitting on your own. Yeah, there's not enough room on my pedestal. I got a lot of things over here. <laughs> I know. I, you I know what? Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> Look, I'm the only child, though. So I think oh. I've, I've been on my own pedestal since birth. So I don't, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I had to learn how to come down and play nice with others. <laughs> you do when you're on your own pedestal it's, but as long as what what happens is you don't step off of yours to go step on someone else's yeah that's the point it's like when you have your own level of self-awareness self-love self-care everything and that's why i think it's so important to never stop dating yourself right because you get to understand what you like and you just get to connect with yourself and those are those moments of reflection people don't like to drive a long distance i can do 10 hours because that's a reflective period for me oh wow i love to drive and so i have so much going on in my life that sometimes i'm video recording so that i can transcribe books later on it's my thoughts i'm in my own energy i can listen to podcasts and i don't have to have someone else's uh interjections on my life right because we all know what's good for us but when you're riding with somebody you can't be in your own thoughts right right oh this is so awesome thank you when we come back we're going to discuss i am not a stereotype so stay tuned y'all this is independent lens i'm so excited i'm here talking with dr pam we'll be back ladies Are you tired of bundles that don't last? Well, at Total Glory Beauty, their 100% human virgin hair is made to flow, bounce, and blend to perfection. Products include bundles, closures, frontals, 360 wigs, and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs. Total Glory Beauty stands by their quality seal of approval. For fabulous hair, visit TotalGloryBeauty.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Total Glory Beauty. The leader in beauty. At Metropolitan College of New York, education demonstrates the power of purpose to transform the lives of individual students and their communities. Purpose-centered education is their powerful model which immerses students in the practice of developing, implementing, and analyzing their lives. For more information on enrollment and available courses, please visit mcny.edu or call 212-343-1234. Again, you can call 212-343-1234. This is Independent Lens. I am Indy Smith, and we are here with Dr. Pam. And we were just talking about the whole pedestal mindset and her philosophy and, you know, how it's 
important to consider your whole theory because of our society. And um, I just really appreciate you breaking that down. Um, if children if, or if families or parents of children are interested in incorporating that in their child's day to day or just trying to introduce it, how would you recommend that? Well, I think it's first parents need to be open about life. I mean, sometimes I do know parents and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to coddle your kids, mm -hmm. but it doesn't teach them. It, it doesn't teach them how to love themselves because when you coddle them, you're not teaching them how to learn coping on their own. Right. So I will start with that, that children have to find their own ways of coping with disappointment, with hurt, with not being able to get their way because this life is real. Because what happens when you coddle them and you try to protect them from these things, the world shows it to them and not in the light that you want. And they're not strong enough because they relied on, on the parents to have that wherewithal to know how to cope. Wow. So I will start with that. The other thing is that we need to stop teaching our young girls and young boys about putting the opposite sex on that pedestal or the person that they're with, I mean, that, you know, depending on the sexuality, on a pedestal and learn how to be self-aware and learn how to love themselves and instill that in their kids. That I, you know, I am beautiful and break the stereotypes and have those honest discussions about what that looks like. I mean, we're already having to have tough conversations with kids about police brutality and racism, but nobody's really sitting here talking to children about the stereotypes that come from it. Right. Like the root of the problem. The root of the problem. Correct. And then, then here we go even more so in our own community. We're not protecting one another. So we have to teach our children how to love beyond color barriers. And, and I'm talking colorism because that is so real. Kids are the worst mm. when it comes to a child that looks different from them by color. Too right. dark, too light. And there's name call. Instead of teaching our kids to say that all black is beautiful and here is why. Right. We have enough people against us. We need to be for us. Well, you know, Dr. Gurley, that's taught at home. You see toddlers and, what is it, kindergartners and preschoolers playing and not even talking about what, what they look like. They just, they love to see each other the next day to play. So that's taught at home. So unless it's, I mean, I don't, I don't see where racism or colorism is ever going to change because the mindsets of the adults are so poor and so judgmental and so limited and these poor children don't realize it's like okay from age birth to what maybe three i love you and then six six and up it's like well you're different what's wrong with you I, and so that's learned at home but you know what what's learned at home if you and now here's my concept what's learned at home can be broken in school right and here's why your child spends most of their time where in school learning yep. and here you go back to having you know certain curriculum that's needed in academics mm. that that's one of them yeah and so when we if we spend a lot of our time at work as adults and children in the same place they're spending a lot of times in either daycares or youth programs and that's where wherever they're going to spend the most time these people who are adults and educators and and people who are motivators need to be that change 
when parents cannot. Wow. Yeah. Before I let you go, I want to get into I Am Not a Stereotype. Please share. So my book, which is now available on uh, ebook on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Apple iBooks, and of course you can get it from my website. And here's what it's intriguing about my book. I wrote it because I feel like that my story wasn't out there. What I needed was not out there. And by that, it, it meant that I grew up, and I even look at right now, it's not much different. The only thing is, is there's social media in place where we constantly box people in. We automatically prejudge from the moment we meet people. And that's not healthy. You break people. And you're breaking kids at a very young age. I mean, just like I have a chapter called um, Black Girl Magic versus Black Girl Failures, because I think as a community, we need to start being mindful about what we put out there. Right. I put my I put my struggles out there about imposter syndrome. I mean, being well educated, having a good voice, being an advocate, but still sometimes questioning, am I worthy of being able to have this voice? Hmm. So I have to check myself all the time. Like, right. oh, I should, should I deserve this? I've earned this. Right. <laughs> and I have to tell myself and reassure myself all the time because other people who don't have are quick to be a demise for your success. Hmm. They, you know, so when you're open to lose friends because of success, run. Because you, that's the only way that you're going to grow. And I had to learn that. Oh, Wow. And that sounds so far, that really sounds foreign, but yeah, I guess, well, if you're willing to lose them for success, are they really friends? Yeah, you should want your friends to grow with you and your friends should want to see you grow, not stay stagnant. Right. We don't, human beings were created to evolve. Right. In some way, shape or form. Now, everybody's, you know, evolution is going to look different, but when you really support it and you give a hundred percent, that's real friendship. That's real love. That's real uncompromising love because you should not have to compromise your success and the things that you want to do for your friendship. Here again, that word compromise. Remember I told you, when you have a level of self-aware, you'll know what to compromise and what not to compromise on. And that's one of those things that you should not have to compromise on. My gift of goodbye is strong. Right. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Because I can't, I, yeah, because what happens is when you, I, I, I'll say this, when I was speaking, I said, if you are not growing, check your circles because something in your circle is holding you back. Okay. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. And you know, what's so interesting and we'll, we'll talk behind the scenes on that one. Cause now I'm looking and I'm like, wow, this area it was at a standstill. This area was just growing and flowing. And yeah, that's a that's a behind the scenes conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? So I will tell you this. I was listening and I was watching you and Tavia on Instagram Live. And I love the, the, what you said about her, her evolution. Yeah. And the things that from, from point A to point B and where she's at now. If you had to ask her how many people she had to drop off along the way, I'm sure that she would be able to give you answers. Right. Anyone who is becomes successful, no matter what that success looks like, you're going to drop people off. You can go and be a manager at McDonald's, and, and at first you was you know a regular you know cashier, and you're going to lose friends. <laughs> That's how serious 
it can be. Yeah, but it's our life, and we only get this one like this anyway. Yeah. We only get this one, so we, you can't be afraid to live it. Correct, and so that's why I wrote my book. I said, you know, we need to start setting better examples of awareness for ourselves. So my book is introspective. It's about how the world should be viewed from a much more holistic view so that you can get what you need that sits outside of the world because you're different you're unique and people need to embrace that that's why i said i am not a stereotype i am an her is a bunch of different things mm, awesome well thank you so much thank you for sharing thank you for sharing your wisdom and your time and we're gonna talk again because we're gonna go live and that's gonna be exciting i'm ready for that one and um i'm just grateful to you where can everyone find you find the book find you on social media where can you be found so i am on all social media at i am dr p girly i a m d r p g u r l e y on twitter instagram facebook tiktok youtube <laughs> everything is i am dr p girly um, my book can be purchased again on ebook amazon uh barnes and noble and Apple iBooks. My book is right now is only available on my website. It's at www.iamdrpgirly.com backslash shop. You can find it right there um, or on my homepage. It'll take you right there where all the links are at. That's where you can find me. For people to know, my books will be in stores probably in 2021. I've been on a book tour and I'm enjoying the satisfaction of signing every book. So that's why it's not anywhere other than on my website. Oh, that's awesome great smart <laughs> smart woman <laughs> well again thank you so much it was so great talking to you and I, I look forward to talking to you again yes me too thank you so much for having me on i really do appreciate you giving my voice a lend on your platform absolutely Okay, everyone, this was Independent Lens episode with Dr. Pam. I'm so grateful. And remember, your voice matters. And we'll see you next time.